Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We are so glad you're with us. We're a Bible-based church from Ontario, Canada, and together we're on a mission to reach people far from Christ and see them become devoted followers of Him. The story of the wise man's journey to worship Jesus and experience His presence is not just a story from history but also a template of how we can personally experience God's presence in our lives today. God is present with us and available to us today, revealing himself both in the obvious and the difficult times. Our drive, or lack of it, to discover and experience his presence will define our experience of love, joy, and peace this Christmas season. Let's turn it over to Andrew Friesen, one of our elders, as he brings us part three of our present series, Where Is He? Well, here we are, week three of uh, a message series focused in on one of, if not the best parts of Christmas. Anyone want to venture a guess? My kids were, were here, they would say, presents, all right? And my... Uh, my oldest, we're looking at her Christmas list. She was sitting with me going over it. It's like 30 items long, okay? It's a little ridiculous. And it starts pool, hot tub, long trip. She looks over me like, yeah, what can I say, Dad? I'm expensive. <laughs> Boy, ay, ay, ay. Just wrap the Kleenex and have her ready for the tears come Christmas. It's not happening. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but presents are fun, right? Presents are fun. They're a great part of Christmas. I think we can all love uh, the experience of receiving and also giving. But in this message series, we are focused in on a different spelling of that word. Are you guys ready for the giant reveal? You've already seen it, maybe. Wow. Presence with a C. We're talking about the presence of people that love us and being able to experience intimacy and uh, just share joy together. And we're also talking more specifically about the presence of, of God. Emmanuel, God with us, present with us, okay? Who entered this world as a baby, but um, has eternally existed, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And now God's present with us through the Holy Spirit. So we're diving into that and specifically... Today, we are focusing in on the story of the wise men. So we're going to be going to Matthew 2. And uh, you, you can go ahead and flip there, Matthew 2. And we're going to actually not just look at the story of the wise men um, as some kind of historical or literary, literary that's a hard word to say, literary um, you know, device. But this is actually, what we're going to find is the wise men and their pursuit of worshiping Jesus actually gives us a template for how we ourselves can experience the presence of God. So you came here for maybe lots of different reasons, um, but we're gonna, what we're going to focus in on today is the fact that the wise men came to worship on purpose, and what they experienced is something that we can actually experience in our own lives today. And as I, as I open up what it means to, to discover and experience the presence of God, I've got I to be honest with you, I'm a little bit um, concerned because I don't know that I have the like the deepest sense of who God is myself. 
when we really deeply encounter the presence of God, it brings us, as we'll find, to our knees. It just, like, it rocks us. And I guess my fear is that we, you know, we're going to study some stuff and, and, and dig into it, and then we'll be like, okay, cool. And we just kind of shrug it off, like, okay, thanks for, thanks for the good information. I want us, right here, and going away from here, to experience the, like, tangible presence of God and His intimacy and His power, and it'll... Leave us in awe. So um, I'm going to pray just that God would open our hearts to that. Lord, thank you that you are with us no matter what. And right here in this moment, I pray that you would uh, strip away the distractions so that we can center in on what you wanted to say to us right here, right now. In Christ's name, amen. So uh, I'm going to be sharing four different characteristics of people that experience the presence of God. Okay, And we're going to go to Matthew 2, like I said in a second here. And if I were to sum up what I'm going to say, it's, it's this from James 4, verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Okay, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So we're going to go to Matthew 2, verse 1. It says this, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. Very first thing I want to say, okay? Point, point number one, if you drop notes, you can write this down. Okay? People who experience the presence of God have watchfulness to see him. They've got a watchfulness to see him. So, we got the wise men. They're, I guess in those days, you just kind of stared up in the sky and hoped that you saw something cool. And, uh, and they had studied things, and, and they knew that, okay, I, I don't know how they knew this, but they knew that if there was some star in this kind of spot over near Israel, that that meant Jewish royalty was born. As they head out on this journey, we don't know how many of them there are, but there's likely this caravan that probably ha- headed out over multiple weeks, and they brought a lot of loot to give this king. And they find him, Okay. And they find him, oh, I just gave away the end of the story. Oh, rats. Um, you guys have never heard the story before, have you? Okay, good. Um, so, um, but they see this star, this little twinkle in the sky, and they chase after it. Okay? And in my mind, that's like, okay, that's, that's very, like, obscure. Now, there's times in the Christmas story that God shows up in really obvious ways. Okay? There's blinding light of an angel speaking to Mary. Blinding light of a, an angel speaking to Joseph. To the shepherds. It's just like, you can't miss it. And then, there's a story about the Magi, these wise men. They're like, there's this little twinkle in the sky. And like, that's also God showing up. And I think about our own lives. There's, there's ways that God shows up in super obvious ways. Like, okay, that clearly was God. You know, maybe he, he's at work. or Maybe there's an answer to prayer in some way. Uh, my wife and I, we were praying for a home. And God's just, like, blessed us with it this past summer. And I'm just like, wow, God, as if you did that. That's an obvious answer to prayer. And then there's other times where, like, there's a little less eye roll from a kid. And you're like, God, was that you? I think, I think that was you. Yeah. God, you're at work here. Um, sometimes it's obvious. But sometimes he shows up just in the little faint ways. But the wise men were watching. They were watching. And the thing is, God's at work around us all the time, and sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we miss it. I was thinking back to uh, 2018, 2019. We took uh, teens from Pathway to um, Burlington and then another trip to Michigan. 
And as part of that um, week-long experience, missions experience, we had an open mic time in each evening worship time. And uh, teens would get up, leaders would get up, and we'd share what we called God moments. And the question that we'd always ask is, where have you seen God at work today? Where did, where did you see God at work? And that's a great, like, dinnertime conversation. Hey, where did you see God at work? And sometimes it was, like, really big, obvious ways. Like, hey, I had this moment with this person. God said this. I said this to them. Like, it was just like, wow, clearly God was there. And sometimes it's like, you know what? I saw the beauty in that person. And it just reminded me that, like, God's working. He's creative. He's doing awesome things. Like, the whole range is there. But... There's this watchfulness for God at work. And what I love about it is that it's actually something you don't have to be born with. You can be trained to watch for God's work in our world. Okay, that's a skill that we can develop. And the more that you do it, the more that you see it. But sometimes, like these wise men, most people miss it. So the wise men from afar, okay, they're the ones that see the star. And so they, they head out on this. And there's another application there to our lives. It's sometimes... What's noticed by other people is completely missed by us. And that's why we need gatherings like this. That's why we need to be in groups. That's why we need mentors. That's why we need deep friendships where we just are able to call out the things that we see in each other and encourage each other or maybe challenge each other. Because God's working and sometimes we miss it, but people sometimes from afar can see things that we can't. So... um, there's this watchfulness for him. Hey, back in, uh, I think it was the late 70s, there's this guy from Peterborough uh, who loved the stars, okay? Um, loves, like, comets, um, eclipses, supernovas, the whole bit, okay? He just loves it. And he, he's, he's watching the, the sky, and, and there's one time, he's like, wait a sec, like, that star was not there before. Like, I... That, no, I'm, I'm sure that star was not there. And sure enough, he goes to, uh, to NASA or whatever the space agency is like, hey, that star just appeared. And they're like, you're right. Like, like, like you actually discovered that star. He had the opportunity to name this star because he found it. You know what's awesome? He's an usher today at Pathway Church. Let's give it up for the fourth wise man, Warren Morrison, in the house, right here. <laughs> oh, man. And if you, set up, if you sign up for Teardown, you could actually work alongside him. How awesome is that? Oh, man. You could just bask in his glory, okay? How awesome is that? Like, Warren, I should have you up here interviewing you. Like, how, what kind of watchfulness does it take to discover a star? Like, man, uh, a ton. But that same principle, yeah, I should have you up here more. Man, uh, uh, that same principle applies to God at work in this world. Sometimes, you know, stars appear, they disappear. I think they disappear. Warren, do they disappear? Yeah, they disappear. Okay, good. Um, uh, that'd be cool. Uh, they, uh, God's working in this world today. You got something? <laughs> Oh, what did, what did you name the star? Nova Cygni 1978. No, Nova Cygni 1978. Just look at his license plate. It's, it's right in there. So. Oh, man. I love that. So, um, good question. Thank you for that. Uh, I Googled it, too, and that's pretty epic. Uh, so, um, 
God's at work in this world, and sometimes it just, it just goes right over our head. Okay, that's the first point. We need watchfulness to see him. Second point, okay, we need a hunger to find him. So the wise men could have been just like, oh, that's, you know, hey, yeah, we actually did see that star in the sky. Cool. But no, they did something about it. So they traveled for weeks. They loaded up the most, like, precious gear that they got, and they're on a mission to find this baby. Back to verse 2, it says, where is he? Okay, they're searching. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. Okay, we've come a long way because we want to see this child. Like they were intent on finding this baby. And, um, you know, when I think about that, it kind of stirs my own heart to, to examine myself. Like, do I have that same hunger to find him, to see him at work? In our world. And this week I was working away listening to a message, someone talking about um, just their own passion for him. And it really inspired me. And it was also convicting because, like, you know what? I think I had something. And somewhere along the way it's kind of dwindled down. And I want that fire back. Like, I want that passion to know him, to like experience intimacy. And maybe, maybe you're in that spot too. Like, hey, I had something back in my teens or, you know, in, in young adult years. And I want that back. The good news is like, you can get it back. Like, this is not something that's a one and done experience with God. Like, experiencing that intimacy with, with him is worth pursuing. And maybe you're here and you've never actually experienced that. Okay? You're showing up at church, you got invited here, and you're like, you're figuring out what, what's, what it's all about. Guys, um, the beautiful thing about life with Jesus is that there's always more. There's always deeper. Once you get to one level, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're just, even at that point, you're just scratching the surface of the love and joy and peace that you can experience as you follow him. So let's be hungry. Let's be hungry for more. So um, what you find is... Uh, as you look at the uh, uh, the wise men, okay, we're gonna we're gonna read on. Is they push through some different things. So it says this in verse three: When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So get this: the wise men they've traveled all this way, they've traveled west, and uh, they don't really know where they're going. Okay. But they get to Jerusalem, it's the capital city, and they think, hey, maybe these guys, the religious leaders, will be able to direct us. So they, they go into the unknown, and God is going to lead us into the unknown to find him. It's not all like clear-cut how we're going to experience him, but they head into the unknown. And then the scribes and chief priests, they say, in Bethlehem of Judea, that's where we're going to find him. For so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent, talk about the wise men, he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring him word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. So, these guys, they're so hungry that they're willing to ask questions. And as it turns out, once you read more of the story of Herod, they risk their own lives to experience the presence of God. 
And that's not very common for, for us to risk something to experience the presence of God. Like risk our lives. People around the world do it every single day. They risk their lives to experience the presence of God. But the wise men, they were so hungry that they dealt with obstacles. They dealt with deserts. They dealt with all kinds of things. They, they dealt with um, someone trying to trick them to kill them. Because they wanted to experience the presence of this child. And it reminds me that so often in life, we can set out on a journey where we see, like, you know, we're watchful. And then we realize, hey, God's maybe leading us in this way. And we start out on that journey. And we get three quarters of the way. We get to Jerusalem. And we're like, you know what? I think we've come far enough. And we miss out on Bethlehem. We miss out because we stop three quarters of the way. We don't, we don't go the full way. So maybe, you know, how does that look like in your life? Well, maybe it's um, you've got this goal of, uh, let's say, Bible reading. And you've, you've got, you picked up a new Bible. And you've got, your, you've got all the like, atomic habits just dialed in. You've got your coffee preset in the morning. You've got your chair. you get got to set the environment. Everything's like perfect. And then you go three quarters of the way and then you don't fall through. Or you read just to get the check mark. And you miss out on what God was actually trying to say to you. Right? Like there's so many moments in life where... Where, you know, we were patient with someone three quarters of the way and then, boom, lose, lose it on them. And we just missed out an opportunity of relationship. Like, God wants us to go the full way. And as we experience this, like, nudge towards him, he doesn't want us to stop three quarters of the way. Let's, let's not stop until we experience the depth of intimacy with him. Um, I was listening to uh, John Tyson. He's a pastor in New York City, Church of the City. And uh, he, was, he did like a seven-month series all about revival, which sounds like a lot, and it is a lot. And um, the basic premise of it, I was listening to this week, just like, man, it actually made me tear up while I worked because, I don't know, somehow God spoke to me through it. He was talking about, okay, what's the secret to a revival? What is, what, is, what is it? Like, is it, is it a denomination? Is it like a group? Is it, is it like a, a ge- geographic thing? Like, what is it that really marks someone having like a change of heart? That, that really like transforms a whole city or a whole area, like the Asbury Revival that happened a year or two ago. Uh, what is it? And he basically boiled down to this, like, hey, guess what? God shows up when he's wanted. God shows up when he's wanted. And it really stirred in my heart, like, man, I need, I need to want him more. Like, I need more of him. And maybe you're in that place, like, I, I want him, but, like, I need more of him. Like, I want him more. So um, my question is, where are you at? Where are you at? How badly do you want him? Because wherever you are, maybe it's a 2 out of 10, maybe a 4, 5, 6, whatever it is. Like, there's more. So let's lean in to him. Psalm 16, verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore.
Like it's it's when we once we get into His presence, that's where the joy is. Like that's there's fullness of joy in His presence. But sometimes we just sell ourselves short on that. Hey, one one other point on on that. Uh, sometimes you get to Jerusalem and you don't quite know where to go. So God gives you something. You kind of know roughly what you're supposed to do. But to get it dialed in, to get to Bethlehem, you actually need the scripture. Like, they needed the chief priests and the scribes to say, yeah, it's Bethlehem. And maybe God's nudging you in a direction, and you're like, I think I know what you're saying, but can you make it crystal clear? Chances are, it's going to be made crystal clear as you read this. So let's lean into this, okay? Scripture. So, we've got um, two points there. Hey, I, I hope this is helpful for you. Man, I want the presence of God. Let's get it. Okay, so number three. Um, people that want to experience the presence of God have this characteristic. They have hearts set on worship. Okay? Not just gathering information. Not just, you know, getting to be around other people. Back to Matthew 2, verse 2. It says, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Okay? It's not... Hey, wanted to go hang out, see what was the fuss, and head out. It's not like gather some intel and write a blog post. Okay, it's it's not like just see what's going on. They are intent on like adoration. But we sang some different songs that were all about like worship and adoration. And I think we all come to church for different reasons. Um, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about: adoration. And I remember talking to uh, kind of a mentor of mine, and he said, I come to, to Pathway here. I used to come for what I could get. I used to come for what I could get. And now, I come for what I can give. It's like, wow, what a shift. When you, when you are coming as the wise men, not to get an experience, although that might be part of it. Not to like have your life changed, although that might be a part of it, right? You, you come here to see people, that might be a part of it. But at the end of the day, like, hey, let's come to worship. Let's come to give God praise and glory for who he is. So, um, man, there's, there's power there. And I think sometimes, sometimes we just miss it. Verse 11 says, And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped. Um, I was reading this morning, uh, just in James, and there's these words that says, Take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up with anything, went through everything, and never once quit, all the, all the while honoring God. What a gift, listen to this, what a gift life is to those who stay the course. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. And um, just as I read that, Lucas woke up and he came, sat on the couch with me, my youngest son. Actually, I only have one son, so my son. Um, <laughs> my youngest child, there we go. Um, and uh, and it, I said that, hey, listen to these words, dude. Um, what a gift life is to those who stay the course. And he's like, dad, 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 look at that ornament. And he sees, uh, he sees this, this thing up on the tree. He's like, Dad, he thinks in lines like me. He's, uh, he's interesting. He's an interesting kid. He's like, see that? Like, you could stay off course, or you could go this way, or that way, or that way. I'm like, buddy, 
Like, yeah, that'll preach. <laughs> like, the thing is, it's so easy to get off course. So easy to be distracted. Okay? So easy to let different things, especially in December, crowd out our experience of the presence of God. But let's stay the course. And it's as we are watchful, it's as we're hungry for him, it's as we have hearts set on worship, like that's when you're going to experience him. If we just say, hey, I just want to experience God, and then there's no follow-through, no action, no like heart set on it, no passion, guess what? You're not going to experience the presence of God, okay? Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Point number four, okay? Those who experience the presence of God have gifts ready to give him. They have gifts ready to give him. What I love about the, the wise men is, is they're not just come, coming for something that they can get out of the experience, although I'm sure that changed their lives forever. They came with the best of what they had to give to this king. So what is it that you have to give to the king of kings? Maybe it's, maybe it's possessions like these guys have. Maybe it's time. Whatever's most precious to you. But I guarantee that it includes your heart. We can give lots of different things, and if we don't give our heart, we've missed the whole point. God wants your heart. So let's come with hearts ready to give to God. Like, he deserves it all. Romans 12, verse 1 says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So this idea of living sacrifices, like who you are through, through every day, through all the things that you're doing, like that's your gift to God. And it's as you give, you experience. As you give, you receive. But when we come to God just like demanding, hey, give me, give me, give me, I think we miss the point because we miss the holiness of who God is. But as we say, wow, like, I'm not worthy to be around you, God. Like, you're holy. You're like next level. We're not on the same level here. Like you are out there. That's when God shows up. That's when he reveals himself to us. And there's power there. And I want that for you guys. I want that for myself. Um, sometimes, yeah, we just miss out on what God wants to say to us because we're thinking, hey, what do I get out of this? What do I get out of this? So let's come to worship and lay our lives down in front of him. You know, um, sometimes I'm jealous of the wise men that they had a physical star that they could follow and they had physical Jesus to kneel in front of and worship. And I'm like, hey, well, I, wish, I wish, like, you know, I wish I had that tangible presence. And then as I think about it, I think, hey, what we have is so much better. Although one day we will see face to face, we'll be clear in heaven, we'll, we'll kneel before the resurrected physical Jesus. It's going to be powerful. Um, but what we have, when Jesus, after spending three years on earth, he ascended up to heaven and he left the Holy Spirit to be with us 100% of the time, we have an all-access pass to experience the gifts from him, to experience who he is. Like, that's just there for the taking, okay? We don't have to travel a long way to give gifts. We can meet him right here, right at, a, at home, in our living room, wherever you are, at work. Like, 
God wants to meet you no matter where you are. And uh, we have that through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's going to guide us and convict us and comfort us and show us the way to experience his best. Like the Holy Spirit leads us into the gifts that we experience at Christmas. Like the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Christmas, giving joy, peace, love, all those different things. Like the Holy Spirit, spirit of Christmas. But we, like Herod, okay, could try and squash it. Or we could say, hey, you go out there and you experience the presence of God, and then you come back and tell me about it. But no, I'm not looking for secondhand presence of God. I want, like, to experience Him myself. Or like Herod, we could have intentions of, like, I want to know about this thing so I can squash it. You know, we might be enemies of God. Uh, we could be like Herod, and we could just be like, as soon as we hear that God's at work, might be a little bit nervous, a little bit put off. Uh, you know, I've had the unique opportunity over the last six weeks, um, a little backstory on it. I've been a chaplain, okay, for uh, a box store here in Peterborough, which is like the wildest thing, okay? So maybe you've heard of a chaplain for... Um, Peter Pete's, or you've heard of a chaplain at a hospital, or that kind of thing. And this Christian store owner uh, said to a mutual friend of ours, hey, I'm looking for a chaplain for my employees. I want someone who's there on, you know, on site for when employees on paid time can talk to someone about what's going on in their life and pray for them be there. So I've stepped into that. So I'm there once every two weeks building a relationship with these employees and um, it's, it's, it's an awesome opportunity to pray for me because I don't know, you know, necessarily what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, I'm there to pray for them. I'm, I'm available. But you wouldn't believe as soon as people hear, like, chaplain, they get a little nervous. Like, hey, what's that all about? What do you want? What do you want? Like, what's going on? And don't be surprised if when people find out that you're a follower of Jesus, like Herod, they hear this rumblings like, What's going on here? People get a little nervous. That's okay. Like, that's okay. I think partly we're rebuilding trust after broken trust. Okay? So that's actually not okay. Let's rebuild trust with people. But also, um, our values don't always line up with the culture around us. Let's be focused on worshiping Jesus, no matter what the response is from the people around us. Let's be loving. Let's take the opportunities to point people to him. Let's take those opportunities. At the end of the day, let's worship God. Whatever we risk, whatever we it costs us, like, I want his presence. Do you guys want his presence? Like, man, I want that. And I guess as I wrap up, I just want to lay that in front of us. Like, what's the next step for you to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, in your mind, in your world today? Like, what is... God leading you into. Maybe it's maybe it's watchfulness. You've kind of been doing your thing and you've kind of missed out on like thinking about God, where are you at work? Like seeking, hey, is it, should I say this? Should I say that? Like when I'm at this store trying to talk to employees, like I'm having to like, God, where are you going to lead this thing? Where are you going to lead this? With my family, I'm thinking, God, what's the next, what does 2024 have? Like, should we do the long trip? No, we're not doing the long trip. Uh, what should we do, right? Like, oh, what do you have for us in, in my work? What do, you, what do you want for me in my friendships? 
God, where, where are you taking this? That question like, God, where are you? The wise men are saying, where is he? Where is he? Let's, let's be seeking, asking that question, God, where are you? But not just leave it as some like kind of mental thing. Let's focus in and then let's be hungry for him. Like, I want him here in this city. I want him here in this church. And let's not just stop at three-quarter way. Let's go the full way. And then let's not just get to that point of discovering him and saying, okay, cool. Now I've checked that off the list. Let's, let's worship him and experience that in a deep way. And let's give him our absolute best, whatever it costs. Let's worship him. He, he's worth it. He gave his own life for us. Okay? He's not, he's not sitting over there like, hey, give me, give me, give me, give me. No, no, no. He gave us everything that we have as a gift. He poured out his own son to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could experience the hope of eternal life. That's a gift that we have. And in return, all he's saying is, put me first. Worship. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him everything. That's what we want. And uh, so, yeah, what's the next step for you? What is it? So just in this uh, in this quiet, I'm just going to let you have a uh, moment with God for him to say whatever your next step is. Lord, would you stir in our hearts to want you more? We need you, but sometimes we don't realize we need you. And God, you're working all around us. Sometimes it just goes right over our head. Help us just to be aware of your Holy Spirit stirring in our hearts. Help us to know what to say to a friend or a coworker or a family member. And have confidence that 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 message is from God. Lord, I pray that you would give us a spirit of surrender to lay ourselves fully at your feet and remove the distractions and help us just to know you, experience that, know you more and more and more and more. Thank you that you are who you say you are. And we just we just say thank you. Power of Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, that's it from us. Thank you so much for joining. Please stay connected with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Pathway Church PTBO. Hey, God is at work in this world, and we feel so blessed that we get to be a part of what he is doing. Have a great day wherever you're at, and we hope to see you soon.